You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. I went down a rabbit hole on that link that you sent me from, uh, what are they called? Arcade 1-Up? Arcade 1-Up. Arcade 1-Up, yeah. uh, Yes, I I told Jen, I was like, man, if we ever hit the lotto, can we just buy all of these and put them in a room somewhere and have our own little mini arcade? Like, that's my dream. That's my... I have that conversation with Sarah almost all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Like, we have two two cabinets in the house already, and she's like, this is why we need to build an (laughs) add-on to the house. So you can have your arcade, and I'm not arguing with that. Yeah, I mean, that sounds awesome. It, it's, it's it's expensive just so I can have some video game cabinets, but but you know at what? At the same time, like those are some pretty cabinets. Put a couple yeah. of beds in there, turn it into an Airbnb. You can charge people to rent it out. There I, we go. I'd be your first guest. Oh my god! Not even Jenna, just me. I'd be, I would be in the room with you. Me and like, what, what do you want to play next, Joel? <laughs> Joe, get out of here! I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> So funny. I've I've been wanting to actually like do a DIY like a build of an arcade cabinet. Oh yeah, like a full you know yeah full size. And then of course put, I'm yeah, I'm obsessed with my little pies. Put your raspberry so. pie in it. I know exactly. What yeah, you're playing with yeah. It. I love that too. He's just constantly trying to shoot you down, Joe. Everything. I, Joe's I, like, here's this cool thing I found on the no, internet. Joe's I'm like, trying to you save you that money. Is what I'm yeah, you to know what? Save me money by giving me the same presentation. <laughs> That's right. It's all about the presentation. <laughs> they released uh, the Star Wars arcade game. They released now with a bench, oh. uh, so you could play it like how it was in the arcade, sitting down. Yeah. Uh, uh, of course, they released that after I got mine, which was the stand-up mm-hmm. version. I'm, I've been like every week I go on eBay to see if someone's selling just the bench portion of it. Uh, no luck so far. No. But, oh, it's like mattresses. Be, be nice. You got to buy them as a set, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> All right. Let's kick this off. What are we even talking about? Kick oh, that's right. We're talking about movies based on video games. Adaptations, not, not yes, video sir. games based on movies. I was about to come into this conversation way underprepared. I, uh, oh, really? Me too, yeah. yeah. Well, because I thought, for just off the top of my head, I was like, oh, we're going to be talking about games based on movies. Okay. You know, yeah. there we go. So I'm so glad you clarified because yeah. I was like, oh, no. I had that. Yeah. Uh, I had an epiphany a couple of days ago. I was like, you know what? I, I bet my uh, description could be misconstrued in several different ways. So I better clarify to these guys what uh, what we're actually talking about. Yeah. You guys caught up on WandaVision? Oh, my no. gosh. Yes. Oh, you're not? No, no I haven't oh, even man. started it. I, I, oh. I don't have Disney Plus right now, so I've got to. Oh, no. I'll have to I've give you my password. it or I need to get it in. Yeah, yeah because well, do it before it. Things get spoiled for you because, uh, you know, as much of a fan of it as I was of Netflix is just, we're going to release all episodes at once. You can binge them in a weekend. Yeah. I do miss kind of this week-to-week water cooler it's, talk. It's nice, yeah. yeah. Episodic. Like you get to talk and theorize about, like, what's going to happen and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, yeah. That is kind of a I've fun even, part of the show. Yeah, I've even started doing that with, like, the Netflix shows when they come out. I'll watch, like, one, or, one maybe two, instead of doing a full binge yeah. of the whole thing. Yeah, man, but, but not me. But the different, I've been, like with Stranger Things and Cobra Kai, like I, yeah. I binge the shit out of Glow. I think I watched the entire season of Glow the day it came out <laughs> nice. the last season. Nice. Yeah, and the the trouble you run into doing that, Jay, though, is that you can totally figure out. Like if you type in, "Oh, I wonder who X character is," you're gonna find that answer because it's out there. Yeah. Whereas with yeah, this, the answer is not. It is still an unknown. We don't know yeah. what's gonna happen in episodes eight and nine. But uh, even man. when they even when they tell you something is this, there's a chance it's not. That's right. <laughs> right. That's right. right. 
the but show's yeah, a bit of a mindfuck, man. It's nice. Dude, I love it. It's like my yeah. favorite Marvel thing in the past like three years. And I know that's, you might as well say two years because nothing came out last year with Marvel. Yeah. Uh, but so creative and inventive, and I love. Uh, I, I'm actually already getting sad because I realized with it's this just past a one week, season thing, it's a one season it's thing. Only gonna, yeah, it's a one season because it's yeah. leading into the uh, Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange movie and Spider Man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. All of them, they're all coming back together. But uh, uh-huh. it's it's still it's a great little mini movie. Um, and they're do. I was really sad this last week because I realized we're not going to be able. They've run out of decades to lampoon when it comes to the sitcoms. Like, we are yeah. now caught up in 2010, at least. Um, and that was my favorite thing about the series. It, yeah, seriously. I, I was telling Sarah, I was like, every time they would lampoon a certain decade style, I would hope, like, I, I would be totally happy with an entire season of just a show like that. Yeah. And then next yeah. season, 60s. Next season after that, the 70s. Like, it's so well done. The production value alone is should they should be getting awards for the production design on this show because it's like I these agree. people never rest and it's so authentic. Mm-hmm. It looks great. It sounds great. Uh, and just the little creative touches that like Jay, this isn't spoiling anything, but like they're yeah. in like Wanda has created like this TV reality where yeah, she and Vision yeah. are living. And so whenever it's in her reality, like it's this full aspect ratio. But at some point, you do get into the real world, and it just very subtly goes into mm-hmm. like cinematic aspect, like yeah, the widescreen, and it's like <gasps> this is—it's so great, like sub, the subconsciously what the show is doing with you. Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, yeah, no, I've, I've, I, I was hoping that they would do something like not necessarily like Agents of Shield, but do kind of a thing like that, like it'd be a whole spinoff series. Yeah. Not just the one season. I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to be more of a like an ongoing yeah, thing. But this is yeah, this was meant just to kind of kickstart the the next season. It's it's so great. Jay, every episode has its own unique theme song and yes. opening that that fits like the uh, the era, the decade, and oh, they're all awesome. like they're all written by the people that wrote like the music for Frozen and stuff. Like, oh really? The, these songs are fantastic, wow. and this is why. <laughs> Ah, that wow. makes sense. Yeah, we've. Uh, awesome. I don't want to spoil anything for Jay, but um, Jen and I have been singing the one from last week's episode. The last one. Oh, yeah, everybody, everybody <laughs> has. Go on, like TikTok. There are TikTok channels dedicated. Oh, to I it. bet. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> catchy. It's really good. So that has nothing to do with video. No, games. this is not uh, <laughs> TV gladiators. This is the 16-bit gladiators here on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name uh, is Joel. I'm your co-host, and joined as always by Jay. Hello. And this week, regaling us once again is uh, Joe Cucinati. Oh, hello there. <laughs> welcome, welcome. We we missed you last week, Joe. Uh, <laughs> talking about fighters. Well, you just had Jay do a spit take there with his coffee. Uh-huh. Whatever. <laughs> so he didn't. He didn't. He did not. He was like, "Fuck that guy." I've had to deal with him since high school. He lived in my house for God's sake. I didn't. No. So you guys, you guys stayed warm talking about uh, fighters. Yes. When the power and internet finally came back on, we uh, we talked about uh, fighting games. So if you've not heard that episode, listeners, uh, listen to our fighting game episode. You can do that by going to sixteenbitgladiators.com, or you can subscribe. Uh, We've got a little handy link there to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Podcasts. Turns out. We're on that as well. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you want to follow us, uh, be part of our social channels, you can check us out on our Facebook page, 16-Bit Gladiators, of course, and also on our Twitter handle, which is at, you guessed it, 16-Bit Gladiators. I should clarify, nice. that's at 16-Bit Gladiators, not at, you guessed it, 16-Bit Gladiators. <laughs> but I should get that handle now. You're going to have to go get that now. You're going to yep. have to Now get I have to get it. That's right. 
Man, I've got to go back and listen because I love fighters, and there are some really unique and fun ones out there. Uh, have you? Did you guys talk about dive kick? No, no, oh, I forgot about dive. Oh, kick. I didn't even think about dive kick. There's right. too many, Joe. Yeah, there's over a so hundred. I know, dude. There's so many. There's so many. But yeah, if you, if you ever get a chance, Joel, check out dive kick. It's uh, it's super fun. All you could do in the game is jump, jump and kick. And kick. Like that's <laughs> it. It's just a, a two button thing. You can't even like move your character. You oh, really? just, yeah, you just jump and you kick. And it's yep. just kind of a, it's like almost like a paper, rock, scissors kind of thing, but it's way more exciting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that was uh, for the first year I played Street Fighter. That was my strategy anyway. So I feel like I'd be <laughs> pretty good at the jumping and the kicking, maybe the diving. Uh, yeah. But this week on 16 bit gladiators, we're going to be talking about what are we talking about? We're talking about adaptations. We're talking about movie adaptations. <laughs> and I should clarify because there's all sorts of different uh, interpretations of movie adaptations. These are not video games that were based on movies, rather vice versa. That'll be another episode. This is uh, movies that are adapted from pre-existing video game franchises. Uh, there are a ton of them out there. Uh, most of them suck. Uh, but we figured there were enough to uh, dedicate an entire episode to movie adaptations. Uh, in preparation for this topic, mm-hmm. there had been a movie sitting on the desktop on my computer for a while. Uh, and I thought today would be the perfect day to watch it before we recorded this podcast. And it was the movie adaptation of Monster Hunter starring Mia Jovovich, ah, yes. uh, written and directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, who also gave us uh, video game adaptations for Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. and Resident Evil, and I'm pretty sure he did another one, uh, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, so Monster Hunter, which is also a Capcom franchise, right. um, I, I, I've i talked about this on social media today. I was like, I feel like the pitch meeting from Monster Hunter went a little <laughs> like this. Paul W.S. Anderson walks into a room and goes, all right, so basically uh, we're going to do the same thing we did with Resident Evil, uh, except instead of zombies, just write in monsters. And that's that's basically it. <laughs> You're greenlit. <laughs> and they did. No. And, and I'm going to tell you, like, by, by most standards, the movie is not very good, mm. but it's super fun. It's basically, okay, so Monster Hunter, just in a nutshell, it's just this, like, there's not really much of a story. It's just you are a hunter, and you get different jobs, and basically you make your way through the job board hunting more and more dangerous monsters. Yep. And so this movie tried to kind of put a story to it, and mm. uh, and so you've got like, this military, like, uh, like this, this small detachment of a military team led by Mia Jovovich. Of course. And they go through like this dimensional door or whatever and end up like getting hunted by this huge monster. And uh, of course, she is going to be the lone survivor of this group. And she uh, she is she's found by Tony Jaa, this character played by Tony Jaa. If you don't know who Tony Jaa is, you should check out the Ong Bak movies. Oh, yeah. uh, the Protector. This dude is awesome. And he steals yes. the show in this movie. Uh, so he plays a hunter from this other world and he teaches her like how to hunt these monsters or whatever. Uh, and so, yeah, th- that's kind of what this movie basically is. There's not much story to the movie, but it's still a little bit more than what was in the game. Uh, and it's totally fun. Like they're hunting these these huge, crazy CG monsters. There's great like choreography, hand to hand fighting between characters. And you've also got the trope where someone goes from this world to another world and then they go from that world back to this world. Nice. It's like someone read my diary and it was like, <laughs> You, we got you, Joe. Uh, so <laughs> it, it's a fun movie. It's a super fun movie. Again, I think that it depends on the kind of person you are, uh, your level of enjoyment. But if you're just looking for like a fun popcorn action flick, Mia Jovovich is that 
in spades. Yeah. Like she is, she's so reliable when it comes to something like this. Yeah. Well, and you yeah. said, Joe, that, uh, you know, not having a lot of story can sometimes be a detriment. But I think when it comes to video game adaptations, like that's kind of where you need to live. I think a lot of the holes that some of these films fall down is that they try to do too much. They try to flesh out too much. They try to include all of the characters from every single iteration of this game into this one single movie uh, yeah. instead of really distilling it down into what did the audience like about this game? How can we film it uh, and make it enjoyable for them? And that's what yeah. I kind of think he did with this movie. Like, And I think he learned from his past mistakes, too, because yes. Resident Evil, even though I liked his Resident Evil adaptation, mm -hmm. it had problems. It didn't quite, like, it had some of the things you loved from Resident Evil, but then it, like, added a whole bunch of stuff that was, like, this isn't in Resident Evil. This makes yeah. no sense here. Oh, now I remember the other video game adaptation he did, Alien versus Predator. Oh, that uh, was him. And, and, yeah, that was him. And Jay can, I think, I think it was Jay. When we went and saw the movie, I was like, you know what? I wish this movie didn't have humans. I wish it was just like an hour and a half to two hours of aliens and predators hunting each other. I would have completely paid full price for that because that's what the game was about. I know they had like yeah. the colonial Marines at one point, but like it was the most interesting when it was just these two like wordless characters hunting after each other. Yeah. You know, Alien versus Predator had the comics that came out too, and there was a whole book series on it as well. And the book series, I think, uh, is where the uh, where the first movie was more based on because there were things that happened. I remember in the movie, like the whole training making the, human the woman shield, yeah, it. training the human woman making the, the shield out of the out of the head of the alien. Mm. Yeah, that was all part of the the one of the book series that was there, but. Um, no, I'm, I'm going to have to check this out because, you know, I've, I've got Resident Evil on my kind of my bad but good movie list. And uh, I was looking at Monster Hunter thinking, do I waste the time to get this? And from what you said, I kind of need to waste the time to get it because <laughs> it sounds like it's going to be a good one. Yeah, I know a guy who could hook you up. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Cut that part out. Cut that part out. Well, as long as we're talking uh, Resident Evil movies, let's go ahead and, and get those out of the way because uh, you mentioned you liked the first one. I remember liking that first one, but have admittedly mm -hmm. not seen any of the... How many sequels have there been now? There's Resident there's, Evil Apocalypse. Seven or eight. Six or seven. Yeah, Resident Evil sequels, Afterlife, sorry. Resident Evil Retribution, and Resident Evil Final Chapter, which as it turns out will not be the final chapter because they're rebooting mm -hmm. Resident Evil uh, later yep. this year, I think. Yes. Yeah, they're they're rebooting oh, yeah. it, and it's going to be a little more true to the to the games. Whereas this, so the first movie, and why I like the first movie is that they made it to basically it takes place at the Spencer Estate where mm -hmm. the first game takes place, and they kind of constructed the movie to take place while the action the events of the game are taking place. Right. So like I I always found that to be very fascinating, really interesting, and then like it started just going its own way. Like the second movie kind of it kind of picks up where the second game is because you've got Jill Valentine and you've got uh the uh you've got the oh man what's it called uh the T virus yes. guy um. And uh, and so that's where things kind of went wacky, though, where they've turned Mia Jovovich in like a superhero. Yeah. And yeah. the thing is, like, I, I didn't dig the second movie that much, but eventually over time, I started to really hate the franchise. The, it was never like the movies were never great, but there was something kind of there was this fast and furious element yes. to the Resident Evil movies yeah. where it's yes. like, even though they weren't good. They were fun. Like they're every just, installment fun. was just a fun sci-fi action movie. And again, like 
I have to echo what I said about Monster Hunter. Like Mia Jovovich is like very competent and very handily like carrying this franchise yeah. and doing a great job. She's she's really fun to watch, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, agreed. Absolutely. Uh, well, Joe, um, listener, if you can't tell, uh, Joe and I are used to talking about movies because we had yeah. a whole other podcast called The Editing Bay, which you can listen to. Subscribe to The Editing Bay uh, on editingbay.com. We have stopped doing it as of this year to take on this lovely podcast. But I kind of feel like um, th- those years, Joe, uh, were kind of training for this uh, very episode this because episode. <laughs> as I was researching how many video game movies there were, I'm like, oh, yeah, we did that one on the podcast. We did that one on the Editing Bay podcast. Uh, yeah. There's a dozen or so uh, of these films that uh, we reviewed. Uh, most of them were below average. A uh, couple were, were um, pleasant surprises. But, uh, yeah. Well, we, we kicked off this podcast. That's right. With... A, a game adaptation. That's right. Sonic the Hedgehog, our uh, second episode, all the way back from November of 2020. If you go and listen to that, you can hear our uh, full-on review of Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie, but also Sonic the Hedgehog, the, the video game franchise, and yes, uh, quite possibly the best uh, video game adaptation to, to be turned onto celluloid. I think it's it's debatable. Mm. It's definitely up there. Yeah. It's in my yeah. top three. But but man, it was it was a very pleasant surprise. I don't think it's my favorite, as far as um, pinpointing what people enjoyed about the video game and translating it into film. But it is a very enjoyable, oh, yeah. like kind of family film. Like you're not getting a lot of Sonic lore. They don't even really try to explain. Uh, well, they, they somewhat explain where Sonic came from, but you really don't get much about his world before yeah. he's uh, thrust into our world. And it's a it's a fish out of water tale. It's a it's a and hedgehog do, out of water. Mm-hmm. I do want to uh, I want to preface even before we get to it. My top three, my necessarily what I what my favorite video game adaptation movies may not be good video game <laughs> adaptation movies. They're just the ones I like the most. So just to get that out right. of the way, I think we're gonna have some similar um, picks there. Uh, Jay, yeah, Jay. Any thoughts on uh, Sonic the Hedgehog the movie? I mean, just going back to that 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 uh that episode i i loved it yeah. like i was completely expecting it to be terrible uh you know the whole controversy with the way that sonic looked when they first uh when they first started showing trailers for it mm-hmm. um, would you both I'm contend was of, planned <laughs> yeah i still think that that was planned yeah, to, I, to I still think make people take notice <laughs> <laughs> did you did you still think it was planned you're stupid. I, well, I, so I set you guys up for that. Uh, no, that's that's a ridiculous uh, theory to have. But uh, I will Hogwash. grant. <laughs> I will grant you uh, your right to have your own opinions. Uh, but yeah, I think mm-hmm. we're all three fans of the Sonic the Hedgehog film. So yeah. what is it about like uh, when you go into a movie that's mm-hmm. based on a video game? What is it that you're looking for above all else? I mean, that like, really. Are you, are you okay with them diverting from like the the formula of the game as long as they give you an entertaining movie, or is it paramount for you that they stick to like the what made the game good? I mean, me personally, they don't have to do a one for one translation. Like, I don't yes. want to see the story that I've already like. It, there is an Uncharted movie coming out later this year, I believe. Yeah, I don't mm, want it yeah. to be. A, a, a reenactment of any of the Uncharted games. I would like to, I mean, obviously right. we're going to have uh, the main characters. We'll have Sully. We'll probably have you know, yeah. some mysticism in there. It'll be like an Indiana Jones film, but I don't want to yeah. see that story over again. I played that story and that makes sense because the Uncharted games are 
more like movies. They're already kind of yeah. their own experience. Go ahead, Jim. Yeah. So then let me let me ask you this. How did you feel about the Alicia Vikander Tomb Raider movie? That's and I was I was just gonna bring that one up. It's like I I because that's almost say, a one for one of yeah, the game. Exactly. It, it's very it's very similar. Yeah, it follows the 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 reboot to the twenty thirteen reboot very closely, but I think it was changed enough that it's not just exactly a one-to-one on it you know the I, I think there was enough about it that was different to make it its, its own thing yeah they definitely sure. pared down the characters and changed some of the, the 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 story a little bit but the a lot of those action set pieces were straight out of the game uh, oh absolutely and, and, yeah. and if you had played through that game i can only imagine watching the movie you were like this is I know where this is going like there's no yeah. surprise so it's kind of weird yeah. I guess their intention was to expand the audience for uh, uh-huh. Tomb Raider uh, yeah. but in doing so they didn't really cater to the core uh, fan of that, those Tomb Raider games I kind of yeah. feel the same way about Detective Pikachu mm. because if you played the Detective Pikachu game you know exactly what's happening in the movie you know what the story is you know what the twist is going to be it's a little disappointing in that respect but the thing is like it ends up making up for it with the performance with ryan reynolds performance alone yeah. Yeah. as the voice of pikachu kind of makes up for that but yeah if you've played through the detective pikachu game like as far as a a adaptation it is a very it's very true to the original game and that kind of works against it like you were mm. saying Joel now i have never played uh the detective pikachu game so do you think i will get something out of the movie or am i going to be left scratching my no, head no 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 you're going to you, no you, you will be fine because the the game the movie itself is it's self-contained mm. it's true to the to the game anyway so if you played the game the only thing is if you played the game you know where the story is going before it gets right. there all right well that's good. the that's honestly the only thing so it's good to go into the movie blind because you're really going to enjoy it uh it's it's a fun movie but as far as like a fan going in to see it mm-hmm. uh you know wanting to get something a little bit different like getting what you're familiar with and so when i go into a, a movie that's based on a video game i want some of the familiar mm-hmm. i want some of the the fan service um you know i want like let's take street fighter for example okay i want to see i want to see guile do his kick his flip kick. Oh yeah. I want to see the Hadouken, mm-hmm. but I'm okay. If you know, like you change up the story a little bit, um, maybe street fighter isn't the best example no. <laughs> of changing up the story, but there, it, but street fighter is a fantastic example of giving you the fan service. You yeah. know, you, you got, they work out a way to get all the characters in their outfits that you're, you're familiar with in the, yeah. in the game. So I have to, I tip my hat to that. But uh, as far as like giving you a story, that's a little bit different, but also giving you the fan service. I think that Sonic kind of nails it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's a it's a different story. It's something you're not used to, but it also kind of stays true to like what you know about Sonic, the basics yeah. about Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic benefits um, from the fact that it has a uh, a, a a known uh, villain, a very distinct villain yeah. that uh, then they were able to recast with uh, the brilliant Jim Carrey. And uh, Carrey. if if he's not in the if 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 Sonic doesn't have that counterpart, I don't think the film is as successful because uh, it's really the he he's basically fifty percent of the movie. Uh, yeah, um, Jim Carrey's character and and it, it, Jim Carrey, and then you've got the performance of Ben Schwartz. I I think if I'm going to talk about a, like another movie that's a true like a great fan servicey adaptation, uh, would be Dead or Alive. Uh, you oh, know, yes. it's, it's it's true to the characters. It's true to the style of like what the game is about. It's a fighter. And so what they made was a movie kind of like Bloodsport, a tournament mm-hmm. fighter movie. 
Uh, and the story isn't exactly like what the story is in the games. And that's great because the story in the games is so convoluted. Right. Uh, not that the story in the movie was like simple, but <laughs> they made it fun. It was fun to go yeah. through. I mean, not only did they keep the fighting aspect in it, they also found a way to kind of put the the volleyball in because yeah, they Dead or Alive ended up becoming like a volleyball title too. Got it. And mm-hmm. so they made it. They they found out a way to like organically throw that in as well. So again, a very good adaptation that also gave you something a little bit different for the fans. Yeah, nicely said. Yeah, we talked about that uh, as well on our uh, fighting episode last week. Uh, and yes, how they uh, worked the, the beach volleyball. We got to see some uh, some jiggle, uh, as has come to expect in those DOA games. Um, yep. As far as uh, movies that I think did it well, taking what you knew about the game and changing it just enough to make it enjoyable, uh, but still you know, su- surprising, not spoiling everything for you, we reviewed the uh, Prince of Persia. Uh, movie on our Editing Bay podcast, yes. and uh, I kind of dug that one. Like, it's a B plus, maybe yeah. even a B minus. N- none of these films it's are really movie. great films, but given what they had to do, uh, I mean, you you had the the time travel aspect in there a little bit. Uh, I think near the end, mm-hmm. um, you had the characters, all, all the beats were there, and it felt like what you would expect a movie adaptation of that. Uh, game experience to to feel like right right so to clarify the the it is a great movie adaptation not of the original prince of persia but prince of persia sands of time time. yes Uh, yeah i should clarify yeah well it's it's definitely taking off from that and it is it's such a fun movie uh i know there's a lot of pushback because jake gyllenhaal was cast as like the persian main character whitewashing sure uh and and it's it's disney it's early disney but Mm. it's fun it's it's up there with like uh like Hansel and Gretel witch hunters yes. kind of fun. Um yeah, no, that's that's a good one. I, I wasn't even thinking about Prince of Persia. That's a good call. Well, if you like that uh, game, Prince of Persia Sands of Time, you know they're making a remake of it for uh, next gen. Are consoles. they really? Yeah, yeah. Yes. It was uh yeah. set to come out in January. They've delayed it. Uh of course this is uh who makes those games? Assassin's Creed and uh Ubisoft. Oh, Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh delayed it to March. And uh, now it has been delayed once again to an undetermined date. But that's fine. Take the time with it. They're they're going back. Yes. They're they're doing new voice uh, acting. Uh, and and they're it's almost like the Final Fantasy VII remake, where uh, they're they're really releasing it as if as if it's a new game, uh, just for next gen consoles. So yeah, that was one of my favorites yeah. back in the day. I look forward to playing that again when it comes out. Let me ask you guys this: mm. Back in the day, there was a game called. Captain America and the Avengers. Oh yes. Do we get to do we get to consider the Avengers movies adaptations of that video game? Uh, I'm 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 going <laughs> to I'm going to nix that one because that's basically <laughs> I see what you're doing if there. So, those are the best adaptations of the video. It's not yeah, yeah that's actually that's Pretty spot on because you're talking about the old four player arcade game, right? Yeah, the four player arcade game yeah. where you could be like Iron Man, Hawkeye, Captain mm-hmm. America. And who was the fourth yeah. one? Vision. Vision was the fourth one, really? Vision was the fourth one, yeah. Oh, I didn't know him then. <laughs> That's why I didn't remember him. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that is a great game. Uh, does not count here because uh, that's based on a comic book. <laughs> Red card, yeah. red card. <laughs> but I appreciate your uh, attempts to derail the topic, sure. Joe. We're going deeper with the Inception here. 
<laughs> but before we get off of fighting games, since we mentioned Street Fighter, we mentioned DOA. <laughs> Just for the listeners' benefit, we were talking about this topic. Uh, we were texting each other, and we, we were, when we figured out, like, because Jay and I both thought that Joel meant like video video game adaptations of movies. Yes. And so we were like going through little suggestions, and it was like about halfway through the discussion where Joel realized Jay and I were completely mistaken on what we were going to talk about. And he's like, "No, movies based on video games." And Jay had asked about like the Street Fighter, the movie, the game, and Joe, Joe was like, "Well, that's not going to count." I'm like, "Unless they make a movie of that game, <laughs> the, <Street Fighter. laughs> the movie, the, the game, movie, the, game, the, the movie, movie. <laughs> <laughs> which needs to happen." Dear listeners, if you have that know-how, please put that together. Oh, hey, I got a video camera. I know some guys. Let's do it. I don't even know what Van Damme. I don't even know what that would be. It would just be somebody playing the video game and us videotaping it. Basically, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, before be our crazy. brains explode trying to figure that out, um, let's talk about another fighting game turned film adaptation, and that's Mortal Kombat, which uh, we yes. also reviewed on the Editing Bay. Listen to our Mortal Kombat episode uh, to hear what we had to say about that, or listen now to hear me say. That I think uh, it's a pretty good adaptation. You just turned into like Purd from Parks yeah. and Rec. <laughs> I am Purd happily. Sure. Listen to me now as I talk with my voice. <laughs> this next <laughs> this next story is the first story I'm going to talk about. Uh, yeah, did Mortal- you, guys, you guys see the trailer for the new Mortal Kombat? Uh, yes, we yes. did. Uh, oh, I'm uh, excited about that too. I don't know what to think, man. I mean, I mean, obviously the production value uh, is well. Mm. When did that first one come out? You know, ninety something, right? Nineteen ninety something. Ninety-five. Yeah, I think ninety-five. Yeah. yeah. So uh, obviously, just the twenty-five year advancement in film uh, already means we're going to get better performances. We're going to get better special effects. We'll probably get better choreography. Uh, but are we going to get a better movie? Uh, yet to be seen, because it seems like. They're leaning a lot on, like, here's something. I like Christopher Nolan, uh, speaking of Inception, I like how he adapted his Batman movie, where uh, he never had to call the characters. I was thinking about this recently with the X-Men movies. One of my big pet peeves was that they always had to go by the character's name. Like, it, it seemed ludicrous that Magneto, fucking, you know, stately, uh, who's that actor? Uh, um, oh, because you asked, I can't <laughs> yeah, remember. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, Ian Gandalf. McKellen. Because yeah, Ian yeah, you've got stately Ian McKellen, Ian McKellen uh, calling himself Magneto just kind of seems ridiculous. And there's that scene with uh, where he's asking uh, Pyro, you know, what's your name? Well, my name's James. No, what's your real name? Oh, my name's Pyro. Real name. You know, it's always um, seems kind of a stretch where we have to cram in the character names into this what's supposed to be a realistic well, world. And Christopher Nolan... What's about that is that, well, I mean, you need to give that movie credit, though, because there is that moment where Wolverine is walking through the school and people are introducing themselves and someone introduces, like, Scott introduces himself as, or no, Patrick Stewart, Professor X, oh, yeah. introduces Scott and, and Ororo as Storm and Cyclops. Yeah. And Wolverine looks at him, he goes, Cyclops, Storm? Right. Like... And then he looks at Pat- Patrick Stewart. He goes, "What do they call you? Wheels?" Like <laughs> making fun of it. They do make fun of it. Yeah, but, but they still have their cake and eat it too because exactly. everybody calls themselves the characters' names. Whereas in the Batman films, like you don't find out who Robin is until like literally the last scene uh, of that last. You know, they don't run around calling I mean, him to Robin. Be, to be fair, that's bullshit. That whole that whole bit was bullshit anyway. Yeah, I liked it. I, I I did like that. 
like Alfred kept calling Bruce Bruce, even when mm-hmm. he was dressed like Batman, he called him Bruce. Right. Yeah. Oh, so, so having said that, um, it seems like the Mortal Kombat movie, the new one, the 2021, um, they're already kind of being a little fan servicey. They've got all the uh, taglines. Somebody says, oh, yeah. "Get over here," and uh, there's another tagline that's thrown out. Uh, I hope I that's the extent they of it. In the trailer, they showed how Jax loses his arms in the trailer. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, that's brutal. That also, is pretty brutal. Save that for the movie. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a major plot point that I don't think it was in the games, right? Unless it, they've been it, in the later was. games. They, they talked about it in the games. Oh. Yeah. Well, because the first time, the first time you had Jax in the game, I think it was Mortal Kombat two. Three, two. He, yeah. Was it oh, three? Oh, maybe two. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was two. Where he, two, you right. had just his normal arms. And like one of the uh, fatalities in the game was you could rip his arms off. Oh, yeah. so that's why in the third game he had his robotic arms. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. Well, spoiler alert for Mortal Kombat coming out. Uh, you but, haven't played Mortal Kombat in the past twenty years. But while you're waiting, <laughs> I hadn't actually. It turns out, uh, but while you're waiting for that movie, uh, yeah, check out the original. It's not a bad time. Again, doing what uh, uh, DOA did, where just like just make it a a tournament film. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's, yep. it's, it's Enter the Dragon, uh, except literally because Liu Kang turns into a dragon. Uh, yeah. That's pretty good. And I, he eats people sometimes. And sometimes eats people. So right. you are literally entering the dragon. No, it's, it's really good. And the and the, the representation, I think, of Asian Americans and Asian actors, yeah. uh, especially in the role of, like, you know, Raiden, the god of thunder. <laughs> Played by Frenchman Christopher Played Lambert. Christopher Lambert. Yeah. <laughs> do it, Joe. Do your, do your Christopher Lambert. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't. Uh, do it. <laughs> you want to hear Christopher uh, Lambert as done by Joe Cuginati? Listen to our Mortal Kombat episode. He does my voice. <laughs> Mortal men and women fighting to defend the world. It's not about death, but life. life. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys, uh, I don't know if you remember when that movie came out, I think it was Roger Ebert reviewed the movie. It may have been, uh, it may have been Peter Travers. I can't remember who it was. Somebody reviewed the movie and said it was the best sci-fi movie since Star Wars. <laughs> well, come on, slow your fucking roll, Roger. Wow. That is, that is okay. for real. Okay. No, yeah, no. I can, I, I would not, I would not go that far. <laughs> yeah. He likes to, uh, he likes to zig when other people zag. I mean, I um, but uh, yeah, I cannot follow him there. It's a, it's not a bad movie. It's it, when you go back to it, it definitely, um, it definitely drags where like the, the first time you watch it, especially when you're younger and you're watching it and you're actually getting to like explore this world that you've only been able to see from like the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's pretty amazing, but like it, it definitely, uh, it, it, it feels like it's wearing out. It's welcome pretty quickly. Uh, you have yeah. a lot of actors that lack the proper charisma, I think oh, yeah. to keep you yeah. engaged, but luckily your mains, your main hero and your main villain have enough of it to keep you engaged in what's about to happen. Yeah. But yeah. it's so funny watching like Muppet Goro fight. <laughs> <laughs> He's the awful. The way they cut around him. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. Yeah, pretty bad. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was low budget, you know, considering. Uh, and, and and it showed it. But uh, I, I kind of think it um, the fact that there weren't a lot of recognizable names and faces in it uh, did it some favors because what what you yeah, don't want yeah. is, uh, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal coming into your franchise and trying to own this character. Um, right or you know or Jean Claude Jean Claude Van Damme trying Van Damme. to be all American uh, <laughs> Look, Air Force. I think Jean Claude Van Damme was fine to put in a Street Fighter movie. Mm-hmm. Just played the wrong character. Yes. he should have been Vega. Have been 
character. It should have been Vega. Vega would have been Vega perfect. Could have yeah. been. I mean, there were several other characters, especially when you think of like the expanded universe of Street Fighter. Uh, Hell, even M. Bison. He could have been Charlie, for God's sake. Oh, yeah, oh, there have, you go. You don't make the one recognizable American character from the game, Jean-Claude Van Damme, with an American flag tattoo. Yes. Yeah. Please don't do that. It's also my favorite Van Damme performance, though. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's is it so really? weird. Yeah, well, I mean, not like legit. Like, JCVD is his best work. Hmm. But, like, his his most fun performance, I mean, dude... I memorized his monologue for God's sake. Like, <laughs> that is true. It's it's so fun watching him in that movie because it feels like nobody knows what they're doing, <laughs> but like, but Raul Julia is trying to keep it together. Oh, he's, like, he's the best part of it. Ming Na for the Mandalorians. Ming Na Wen right. playing Chun Li. Uh, like everybody's doing. The thing is about Street Fighter is nobody in that movie seems like they're like they're just kind of phoning it in. Everybody feels that like they're true. giving it their best. They all believed in this movie and thought like Street Fighter is so huge. We've got to do our best because they're going to franchise this thing. Mm-hmm. There's going to be like Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 3, Street Fighter 4. Alpha. And unfortunately, unfortunately, yeah, Alpha. <laughs> unfortunately, we had Street Fighter The Legend of Chun-Li. Like, Ooh, that was yes. where we went after that. We- but uh, but I, I love that movie. Yeah. I can't help but love that movie. But I need to know, are we going to talk about the elephant in the room Mm-mm. when it comes to oh. movies based on video games? But Joe, I think I know where you're going. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's another movie that we reviewed on uh, the Editing Bay, our movie podcast, uh, about a certain pair of plumbers. Yep. Mean the the most awesome and wonderful Super Mario <laughs> Brothers movie. Well, if by most awesome and wonderful you mean the only, then, then yeah. yeah. Well, dude, who? Ah, uh, mm. I know we went into it. Listen to our podcast yes. about it on the Editing Bay channel. Deep dives, but, uh, because yeah, we we get to go into it more. But it's just it's so disappointing. That is an ultimate disappointment. Well, to like. You know, talk about a movie that misses the mark on almost every level. That it is the complete yeah. opposite of what we were saying we wanted in a video game movie. Like it does none of what it, it's it's none of what you loved about the games. Uh, it's it's it, twisting the characters, but in very unsatisfying ways. Uh, it's it's they had it had the whole world literally like uh, handed to them on, on a platter. Here, just make a movie with these colors and these characters and make it fun and make it for kids. This is yeah. not a kids movie. This is like a no. trippy Terry Gilliam uh, film. When I think of Super Mario Brothers, I think of the, even going back to like the 8-bit era on NES, mm-hmm. I think of the bright, vibrant colors of yeah. the different worlds and all the, how it just popped off the screen. And especially when this movie came out around, what, didn't this movie come out when like Super Mario World had been released? Uh, I want to say it was like eighty nine. I think it predated that. Yeah, yeah. Was I, was it? Say, so I think it was, I think it was like Super Mario three. So, so we're talking Super Mario three. So again, yeah. Super Mario, Super Mario two, very colorful, very cartoony, very fun. Super mm-hmm. Mario three done like it's a stage play, like very colorful as well. These vibrant characters that jump off the screen. And what do they do? Like Mushroom Kingdom is a city. It's a, it's a the sewer city-scape. almost. Yeah, it's the cityscape from Highlander two. Yeah, like mm-hmm. that. There's never sunlight at all Blade in, in the course of this movie. It's horrible. Uh, I stand yeah. corrected. That movie was actually released in 1993. So, yes, we were well oh, into wow. Super Mario World Super at Mario this World. point. Uh, that's right, because wow. they introduced Yoshi, uh, who is unrecognizable. Yeah. Was, oh, that's was, right, yeah. I was like, dude, there's Yoshi, right? Like That, ha- th- that is not in any way the cuddly, long-tongued uh, dinosaur that we all know and love. He's, the Goombas. 
The Goombas didn't look like the Goombas. No, they're demonic. They, 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 they seem like they did like the Goombas. Like they wanted them, they wanted them to be like the stereotypical, like bouncer type of thing. Like they yeah. had the giant body with the tiny head. That's right. And it was just like a lizard head, basically. Yeah. 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 It was. It's so hard to see. It, it's. It's not hard to see. It's hard to watch. Oh, yes. Someone have all you need, like. You, all the tools you need, everything you need to create this is sitting right there in front of you. Mm-hmm. Someone's already done the work design-wise. Just follow the template, and they couldn't do that. And I kind of put the Double Dragon movie in the same school yes. as this, oh, yes. where it's like, yes. how did you mess this up? This is like, such a simple story. Who said that these movies need to take place in this like weird post-apocalyptic world? Yeah. Like, That's not where they take place anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah. It seems like you're doing more work then you need to just to create the world for this movie. Yeah, that was an embarrassment too. Uh, also reviewed by us on the editing bay. I feel like I'm repeating myself, but uh, it's true. We did all these movies. Uh, yeah, D- Double Dragon, I, I barely remember anything about it. I remember um, Samantha, right, from... Uh, <laughs> yes, what is her Alyssa name? Milano. Uh, Alyssa Milano is, is in it. She's one of the highlights. Robert, Robert Patrick, the Robert, T-1000. T-1000 as the villain, doing a fantastic job. Uh, and the Iron Chef... <laughs> yeah, John, a, John Wick 3's Mark DeCastro. Yeah, there you go, as one of the yeah. uh, double dragons. But aside from that, uh, what is it, Scott Wolf from Party yes. of Five? Nothing the says other action double... like Scott Wolf. <laughs> exactly. Just, whereas, at least with the Mario Brothers movie, like you look at that cast, like I remember hearing, like, oh, Bob Hoskins is Mario? Yeah. Fucking A, man, that's perfect. He could pull that off. Right. Even John yeah. Leguizamo is, as Luigi, I, I had to come around on, but I, I admit that he's not the worst thing of that film. Uh, uh-huh. the casting yeah. in Double Dragon is 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 really ponderous. Yeah, it's it's abysmal, is what yeah. it is. Uh, it's disappointing because I feel like somebody felt like making a movie about video game characters wasn't like the high art that they got into the industry for, <laughs> right. and so they just kind of like phoned that in. Uh, and and again, like that's why I compare, like you compare Super Mario Brothers or Double Dragon to Street Fighter, and it's like at least in Street Fighter. Someone's having fun. Yes. And in in some cases, in most cases, the audience is having fun too. Whether they're making fun of the movie, which is fine, because yeah. I think the movie knew what it was wanting to be, right. and it's very tongue in cheek in its presentation. Uh, but at least it's fun to watch. You know, yeah. you, you 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 can smile, you can laugh, you can watch like some fun little fight sequences. Uh, but like, yeah, there's no joy to be found no. in 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 this like the grandfather of video games I know. and you finally make a movie of it and for it to just be so disappointing and uh, it, it surprises me that there ever was a video game based movie after that well and and it's the, one of the main reasons why nintendo has shied away from making uh, movie adaptations mm-hmm. and is just now coming around and now it's just going full on animated like they're like fuck live action our, our our properties don't work there although uh, maybe we'll talk about that there's, a little bit later because there's uh, some good ones like that though. Mm-hmm. Like we talked earlier about the Resident Evil franchise. Yeah, they've got a series of CG animated movies, oh, that's right. which are pretty yeah. fantastic. Castlevania. Anybody uh, watched the Castlevania show on Netflix? I didn't, no, love I it. haven't watched it. Yeah, it's good. so good. People yeah. love it. Mm-hmm. So good. Uh, although yeah, speaking of animated, uh, let's talk about another movie that uh, is based on a video game that did take the animation route, uh, computer animation. Uh, back in the early days uh, of uh, computer animation, before we'd kind of mastered uh, how to make uh, things move realistically and be human-like. Uh-oh. Yep, I think you know where I'm going. 
we did not review this movie ever on the editing base, so do not go looking for it here. Uh, but if you want to hear my thoughts on Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within, I'll tell you right oh. now, not a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan oh, wow. of Final Fantasy, The Spirit Spirits Within? I, yes. Yeah, that's what it yeah. was called. 2001. Yeah, I, had a, uh, I had a Final Fantasy movie on my list, uh, but it was on like the list of movies that I, did, that I liked. Mm. Uh, and it was Advent Children. Yeah. Um, King's uh oh what's it called King's Glaive King's Glaive isn't yeah. bad uh but because there's that emotional connection with Seven uh I I enjoyed Advent Children more but talking about Spirits Within I don't think Spirits Within is a bad movie yes. I just don't think that audiences were ready for it yeah and go I ahead. don't think that it was a Final Fantasy movie no there I think you they go. just no. attached Final Fantasy because of the name recognition but yes. but you could say that for the last five Final Fantasy games like they're, they're all over the map as far as like what genre they're in what time period like what the rules are the only thing that's common is chocobos I think and those aren't even and in this Sid. fucking movie and there's, and Sid, there's always yeah. a character named Sid that yep. yes that, that there you go that's true yeah. uh so yeah Final Fantasy Spirits Within was not uh, based on any of the games it was an original story right um, yeah, and uh, it was the first time they were attempting photorealistic humans in CGI in film, and also I remember, featuring Ming Na Web. There you go, <laughs> Street Fighters, Chun Li, uh, Ming Na Web doing a voice as well. Really, an all-star cast. We got Alec Baldwin, Steve Buscemi, mm-hmm. Ving Rhames, uh, Donald uh-huh. Sutherland, and James Woods, and of course uh, Keith David. The the yeah. The sultry tones of one Keith David. Don't forget Perry Gilpin. Perry Gilpin from uh, from Frasier. Everybody else forgot her. Why wouldn't I? And uh, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, I remember seeing still frames of it when when this movie was in production and just awing at like, wow, look how photorealistic that woman's face looks like a real woman. I'll I'll never forget the when we went to a uh, a preview screening of this movie Mm. and the radio station was doing like little like you know trivia contests and stuff before the movie started. And one of the questions was, what was the name of the company that did the visual effects for this movie? Uh And Jay raised his hand. They call on Jay. Like, Jay shot his hand up before anybody. They call on Jay. And he's like, all right, do you know who it was? And, like, Jay answers, correctly answers, Square Studios, Square Soft Studios. And the guy looks Jay in the eye and goes, no, CG. (laughs) And like moves on to the. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Jay Jay shrugs. He's like, "What are you? That's the name of the kind of animation. That's not the studio. Some idiot reading off a note card. Oh, it was the worst. I felt so. I didn't feel embarrassed for Jay. I felt embarrassed embarrassed for for the guy. Yes, because you know everybody else in the audience knows that's not correct. I ended up working with this dude later when, oh, like, right. his station ended up getting, like, you know, basically eaten. The, the way radio works, mm-hmm. he ended up, like, uh, you know, acquiring different stations and stuff within the company. Mm-hmm. And we ended up acquiring that station. I worked with that guy. And I remember giving that person, like, no end of shit for that. <laughs> I, I would always tell him, like, yeah, I was at a, I was at a preview screening for a movie. And you asked this trivia question. I was sitting <sighs> next to the guy that answered it correctly. And you told him right to his face, nope, CG. that's not the answer. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, yeah, uh, that's yes. my that's my fun Final Fantasy story. Back when uh, we didn't even know what CG was, uh, stands for computer Jay graphics. Knew. By the way, Jay I knew, knew. Uh, but not your. Uh, I mean, I went to school for it, basically. So that, yeah. yeah, there you go. So you should know. Oh uh, my god! Well, one thing they don't teach in uh, computer animation school is uh, acting and uh, storytelling because uh, this movie is lacking both. Uh, even though you've got good actors in there, the characters themselves. 
they they suffer from that polar express dead eye syndrome where uncanny yeah, valley yeah, very uncanny yeah, valley yeah. yes uh, nobody seems real it is very off putting looks beautiful but then also the story is very it's a very japanese style of storytelling uh, which in my adulthood yeah. i've come to appreciate yeah. uh, you know a lot of the studio ghibli films were kind of my my introduction um, very, very different than uh, than Western style of storytelling, and very different than what I was expecting in two thousand one. Hey, when was the last time you've watched this movie, Joel? Mm, the one I saw it in theaters. Okay, I feel like you should give. I feel like you should give it a shot again. Yeah, give it yeah. another shot. Uh huh. Yeah, I think so too. Give it cause... another shot. It's probably not going to speak to you visually because those the visual effects have come a long way since then. Yes. Well, they were but dated then. Story-wise, I think story-wise, you might enjoy it a little bit well, more I, than you did before. I, I remember, yeah. yes, it was it was not what I was expecting, and I appreciated what they were trying to do. Uh, for me, it was, it was more about the execution. Like, a story can be great on paper, uh, uh-huh. in, in written form, but that is not what a movie is, and I think that translation from paper to film is uh, I'd be very surprised if I changed my opinion, but uh, maybe I'll give it another shot. Yeah. Um, You know, we've been talking about good movies, bad movies, uh, and there's an extra level of bad, and they all seem to come from the same filmmaker. And I don't know if you guys (laughs) uh, thought about this dude. Uwe Boll. Uh, Uwe Boll. Uwe Boll, yep. Or Uwe Boll, yeah. Who who gave us, like, In the Name of the King, the Dungeon Siege Tale. Mm -hmm. Uh, He also did the Far Cry movie. He did Blood Rain. He did House of the Dead. Like, this dude has done so many movies, so many bad video game movies. Yes. And, like, I, I think there was that whole thought that, like, he was doing it as like some kind of like money laundering scheme, like a, a weird. A weird <laughs> yeah, apparently there was like, there was some like German like tax law or something that he was exploiting by by making these movies. Yeah, I remember that. I don't know if it was actually true, but I remember that being like the 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 theory back, yep. in, back in the day. His films have the lowest, from what I'm seeing, like some of the lowest yes. uh, Rotten Tomatoes ratings. He did Postal. That came in nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> wow. I think he did. I think he did Alone in the Dark. Alone in the Dark was one okay. percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched any of the Uwe Boll movies? No. <laughs> I've no. seen. I've seen the first Blood Rain, and I I almost couldn't make it through it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I've not watched any other ones because I've always heard that they're just as bad or worse. They're pretty rough. Um, but it's got I, Ben the, Kingsley in it. Dude, he manages to get like one, like in the name of the king, has Jason Statham in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like Jurgen Prochnow is in House of the Dead. Uh, the, like Don't know the, who that he is. He manages to get like one or two familiar people in a movie and, and like then just makes like a whole big pile of shit. And somehow gets, like, again, I don't understand how he gets the rights, how his production company gets the rights to make these movies. Because I feel like if you were trying to protect your brand, you wouldn't let this guy get his hands on it. Yes. Yeah, I don't understand it. Like, you you would think that they would at least look at his past work and be like, nope. Well, it's got to yeah. be—it's got to be a lot of short-sighted uh, producers, and I don't mean film producers, but these video game producers who don't think like they're just seeing cash leaving on the table. Like they're like, "Are oh, you going to give us money to make our? We never thought we would make a movie. We have no interest in making a movie. But if you want to do it and pay us for it, 
here you go. Here's the license. This is probably the yeah. most we'll ever get for this this game. It's very short-sighted because, uh, yeah, you do it right, and uh, you can build Marvel-like franchises out of some of these uh, games. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And and here's the thing. Like, with Uwe Boll, you're going to expect – he's got that track record. Like, you know now that whatever you're right. going to get out of him is going to be bad. And so he's kind of become a known quotient, a known quantity. Uh, what excites me, especially now – uh, with with Sonic the Hedgehog kind of being an example, we've talked mm-hmm. about that where we didn't have expectations for it. It's movies that like are based on video games that end up surprising you. Like yeah. they end up being way better than they have any business being. Yes, uh, I know. On the editing bay, we talked about Warcraft, which oh, yeah. was a surprisingly mm-hmm. good movie. Yeah. Uh, mm. We talked about Rampage, which was way better than I was expecting. Rampage is great. Rampage is actually yeah. very above average and uh, and a good yeah. time, yeah. And a comedy, yeah. like if you didn't know that was based on a video game, and maybe that's that's the telling thing. Like if I sat you down and showed you this film, would you know it was based on a video game? And there's a lot of tells that some of these films have. You know, the working in the one liners, the weird characters that seem to show up out of nowhere uh, that that you know any other film would have cut you know left on the cutting room floor. But they're in here because fans expect to see them. Um, right. Whereas Rampage has a little bit of that, but other other than that, it's just like a good, it's it's a f- kind of a fun action. I was gonna say a family mm-hmm. movie, but uh, it's pretty hardcore. There's a lot of violence in Rampage. Yeah, it well, is. I, yeah, I remember watching it. Yeah, I, I remember watching it and thinking, okay, I I assumed it was based on the on the on the game mm-hmm. on the franchise, but watching it, I was like, but is it based on the games? <laughs> See, there you go. It could be just a movie on its own. Like it could be just a legit monster movie type. Thing. And that's and that's where it did it right. Yes. That's yeah. where Rampage completely did it right. It it leaned full on into like the Toho territory, mm-hmm. where it's like yeah. a Godzilla movie. You know, they're like, how are we going to make a Rampage movie? And I think where any other like just Phoebe would have gone into this going, okay, well, how do we make the story about a man that turns into a giant monkey and a mm-hmm. woman that turns into a giant lizard? And and instead they're like, fuck that. It doesn't have to be a person that turns into it. How about we just have a like a, an ape that gets bigger because mm-hmm. of like, you know, some kind of chemical. And that chemical ends up getting to a wolf and getting to an alligator. So that way it, it leads to like this battle. We still have the wolf. We still have the lizard. We still have the monkey. How they become the, that big has changed. And it's kind of like what Joel said. You take what, you know, what the game is about, the basics of what the game is about. Mm-hmm. The game is about destroying a city. These yes. three monsters destroying a city. Does that happen in this movie? Yes. You bet your ass it does. Yep. It absolutely it. does. But then also, what did we do? We threw the rock in there. And for some reason, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, oh, almost anything he touches is gold. And yeah. I don't think that's, I, I feel like that's not a mistake. I don't think that's a coincidence. I think this is someone who understands who he is, what he is, Absolutely. and what his brand is and how he wants to present that. And I think that's why you give this guy, you know, who obviously has some creative control over the projects that he's in. And this dude is in tune with what it is he's putting out there. Yeah. And I think Rampage is a perfect example. What if they got him to play Super Mario in the next Super Mario Brothers movie? It would probably be fantastic. I would love it. it. Yeah, let's make that. You know what? In fact, let's just call uh, what's uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Let's just call that the Super Mario movie. Mario and Luigi. (laughs) So so Jason Statham's Luigi. That's awesome. Is Mario? (laughs) Just driving cars around. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) Did you guys ever see the Max Payne movie? No, that was another one that showed up in my research. That uh, was that. Is that Vincent D'Onofrio? No, that was Mark Wahlberg. What? Oh, oh, oh I'm thinking of uh, Hitman. Oh, Hitman. Which is very similar, yeah. I, 
I think I think that's uh, the guy from Justified. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's uh, Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, Timothy, Timothy Oliphant. Oliphant. Hitman. There's at least one of them. There's Hitman. He was in Hitman, and then there was another Hitman movie called Agent 47. Agent 47. Oh, yeah. Rupert Freen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whoever that is. Whoever that is. I think both Hitman movies like tanked. I I don't I don't think I saw them. Yeah, there you go. Timothy Oliphant is Hitman. Wow, he looks like a yeah. uh, Vincent D'Onofrio from uh, Full Metal Jacket in this with a bald head. That, that says everything we need to say about the Max Payne movie <laughs> is that we like jumped right over it into the Hitman movie. All right, moving right along. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of The Rock, he also starred in another video game adaptation oh, yeah. that we also reviewed on the editing bay, uh, and of course that is Doom. From uh, oh, that God, came out, the original yeah. Doom, uh, that is also not a good film. The Rock was not able to save that one, but he also wasn't uh, the star. He was kind of like a, a secondary character in that, wasn't he? Yeah, it's it's so nuts. So I think on. one of the one of the, yeah one of the things we pointed out in that episode of the podcast was how young The Rock is in that yeah. movie. It's like he's, he's still he's small. He's still wrestling uh, during that that phase in his life. Uh, but yeah. Carl Urban. Uh, is the lead character, and Rosamund Pike is also in it. Uh, so pretty good cast, but not a good film. Uh, although no. they now here's here's a film that uh, does take things a little too literal. Uh, yeah. The sole I mean, reason they, that film exists is for that two minute sequence at the end where we go into first, first person, person POV, and it's basically like you're playing the Doom game except with super high res graphics, which we now have nowadays. So there's no reason to have this movie in our lives, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's so it's so ridiculous because they're they're even just based on the on the the story of the games. Mm-hmm. Even if they took that one for one, it would be a or could be a compelling story because yeah. you have demons coming into our world, and you have a a, a group of soldiers that go and fight these demons. Mm-hmm. And it and it turns out you got the one soldier left at the end. It would be the you know the sole survivor of it. Uh huh. Here's the the problem with that movie, and that kind of it goes back to what we were talking about, like with Monster Hunter, uh, and with Alien versus Predator. Look at Doom. What is Doom? Like, what is the thing about Doom? Do you yeah. know the game Doom for like the characterizations? No, no. That's not why you play Doom. That's you know, and and it's Doom could be done today. I think because people are a little bit more savvy and have a little more confidence in the kind of movie, an action movie that can visually tell a story. But at that time, even then, was like people didn't have the faith in the performers, and they felt like they had to over-explain everything that's going on. I mean, yeah. like who thinks I'm going to make a film adaptation of Doom? What's the first thing we need to do? We need to create a, a relationship between this guy and his sister. <laughs> yes. Like. What? Who cares? Like, I don't care. It didn't have to have that. It didn't have to have that twist. And I think we talked about this on the editing bay where it's like, it seemed really silly to have the rock then turn into a villain. Like ideally today, if we made that movie, the rock would be the leader of of this military detachment that goes to the moon or goes to Mars or whatever. And then the aliens or demons invade and he's just trying to fight them off. That's enough. That's, that is enough for this movie. Absolutely. You didn't need all these weird twists. No, you're absolutely, absolutely. right. Uh, that is how not to make a video game or a movie adaptation of your video game. Uh, well said. The less said about Doom, the better. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I've gone through a major list here. I have some honorable mentions left, but before we get into that section, uh, any other films you guys want to talk about based on video games? Not really. I mean, I have a few honorable mentions, both bad and good. 
but that's I think we've we've really talked about like the big ones, yeah. the, the ones that have been influential, yeah. whether, whether it be good or bad. I agree. I think, Jay, I think probably the best movie based on a video game was Alien. <laughs> oh, is this your asterisk entry? <laughs> yeah, no, no, just Alien Isolation was. It, it could have been a movie on its own, and I don't know. I, I'm just doing a little tongue in cheek there, but the, <laughs> but it, it captured the feeling of the of the original movie so well. Yeah, that's um, a good point. The game is terrifying. <laughs> the game is yeah. terrifying. Yeah. Uh, not just, and not just because you're being hunted by aliens, but when like the androids are also starting to try to take you out, it's like, oh my God, what is happening here? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. All right. So, um, honorable mentions. Yes. What do you have, Joel? Uh, I've got a couple of computer animated, uh, uh, movies for kids, uh, in the form of a ratchet and clank, which, uh, of course flew under my radar because I'm a 40 year old man. You just uh, you just took one off my list. Yeah. Jay and I saw that. In the yeah, theater. I was gonna say me and Joe went and saw I, that. I heard so it, it's to me it sounds like it's very much for kids. My niece and niece and nephew saw it, oh, yeah. uh, loved it. Uh, my parents unfortunately had to take them. Yeah, uh, they did not love it. So I think there's a, a generational gap there. It's a fun movie. It's a super yeah. fun movie. It's yep. not changing the genre. It's not defining anything. Mm. It's just it's taking these characters that if you played the Ratchet and Clank games and you're familiar with them. Yeah. Uh, it's taking them and putting them on an adventure, and it's it's fun. I had a great time with it. Yeah, it, it feels like a movie that were I the right age, I would, totally would have been into because I'd be playing those games and I'd want to see a movie based on those games. Uh, mm -hmm. One that does not fall into that category, also computer-generated, but total cash grab uh, was Angry Birds. I think uh, everybody oh. universally hated it. Critics hated it. Uh, I think it was the one of the lowest-rated, uh, not just animated films, but films in general. Uh, and, and it's uh, gotten sequels. And, and of course they've sequelized it because it made enough money based on a name I, recognition. Angry Birds 1 on, at Rotten Tomatoes has a 43%. Oh, that's higher. Ang Angry Birds 2 is the highest rated video game movie what? at 73% on Rotten Tomatoes. What? That yeah. smells of somebody mucking with the system there. I don't, I don't know, that. man. It might be worth checking yeah. out. We got ourselves Angry a Last Birds Jedi situation here. <laughs> don't believe the numbers that's so funny and what about cool. you honorable mentions joe uh -huh. i have uh, a couple honorable mentions i'm not going to talk about the entire franchise but i was going to talk about pokemon the first movie mm. the animated yes. movie uh that came out in 1999 uh not bad it's it's not like the best of pokemon it is for all intents and purposes an extended episode of the tv show right so yeah. it's even kind of it's even kind of stretching it, calling it a movie. Mm -hmm. uh, but I thought that Pokemon was it was it was worth mentioning because it was, I think, the first bit of exposure that a lot of people who weren't familiar with the game and who weren't really into the TV show got with because this was their first theatrical release with a Pokemon franchise. Um, so I thought that it was it was good for what it was, but I felt like it was missing something in the translation. Um, you've already talked about Ratchet and Clank. That was mm -hmm. on my list. Uh, I want to also talk about Need for Speed really quick. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, that was on my list. The Aaron Paul vehicle with Michael yeah. Keaton. Um, Literally. Not bad. Just fairly forgettable. It was pretty forgettable of a movie. It was. Um, I think they I think they did capture kind of the, the feel of the game, so just based on it being a, a race across the country. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. And in that respect, it's great. That was a waste of Aaron Paul's talent because yes, he's coming straight absolutely. off of Breaking Bad, mm -hmm. and, and you're expecting something a little more dynamic, some like really good work from this guy. And honestly, I've got to tell you, like 
I've been a little disappointed with Aaron Paul since Breaking Bad. Like we've gotten him a Need for Speed, and he did like a a commercial, a drink commercial, like some kind of energy <laughs> yes, drink, yes. where he's on a treadmill and dancing to that "I'm a I'm a Rebel with a Kickstand" song or whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah, uh, he, he did do that El Camino though on on Netflix, which was I mean basically just like it's, a direct it's Breaking Bad. It, yeah, he, it's a direct continuation of Breaking Bad. Yeah, so yeah, uh, no, it's. Uh, and then, other than that, uh, I wanted to talk about the uh, the Street Fighter Two animated movie that came out like maybe a year now, or two. That was after great. The live action. That was actually was really fun. Amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. It, it did everything probably... right that the film yeah, did wrong. It sure did. Jay, any honorable mentions from you? Yeah, um, I I don't know if you could technically classify them as movies unless you put them all together to Uh-oh. make it a movie length. There we go. But they're web series. <laughs> um, there was oh Street God. Fighter, the later years. Uh, and then oh. there was Mortal Kombat Legacy. Oh, oh yes, yeah. forgot about yeah. that one. I didn't see. Or no, I'm those. sorry. It wasn't the later years. It was the the, the college years. years of the, the college, college <laughs> years. <laughs> they all go up to college. <laughs> the new class. Screech shows but up. It, but it was like the you know the the Street Fighter one was basically it was all of the 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 Street Fighter like the classic Street Fighter two characters. What they've become like 25 years later and jobs that they're having to get to to make ends meet and you got like Zangief is is like a, a taxi driver and and Chun Li is I forget what 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 she is but it, it's basically just like a it was a fan service and a fan made video series I think of like nine episodes of around 10 minutes each so it's huh. roughly a, a a movie length worth of interesting to watch that actually wow. sounds really interesting it's like Cobra Kai uh, it kind of yeah, intriguing yeah. to me. I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah. Nice one. And and Mortal Kombat Legacy was was kind of the same way, although that one had actual production yeah. value. Michael yeah. Jai White was behind that one. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Well, hey, we didn't talk about Silent Hill. Mm, well, we talked about Resident oh Evil. Oh my god! So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so it's the, basically the same. <laughs> same thing. It's you just know. Konami's Resident Evil. Okay, so there you go. <laughs> No, Silent Hill was pretty good. Silent, just, it was. It's yeah. a good, creepy movie. Uh, it's not rated very high on Rotten Tomatoes, no. but yeah, I, I'll give. I'm going to give Silent Hill a little bit of love. Didn't that also have Mila Jovovich in it? No, no, no. okay, no. It did have Sean Bean though, and he didn't die. What? Wow. Yeah. What? It's one of the few that he made it through. That's the, it's hilarious. The movie that you would most expect him to die in. <laughs> That's exactly because- right. Because he's not the main character. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's true. Well, neither was Boromir. <laughs> they didn't keep Peter Jackson well, from uh, killing him off. He kind of was. <laughs> <laughs> I have one honorable mention, uh, and I'm, I'm, oh. mine comes out of uh, Jay's page, where not really quite uh, on topic, but uh, what about The Wizard? Joe, you brought that up before. Uh, it's not a movie based Dude. on a video game, but... It's it's a video, it's game, video game commercial, basically yeah, in featured language. I, I see how it is. I see Joel can make the rules about what movies we can talk <laughs> well, about, that's and that's what I was. That's actually the movie that I was asking about in the, oh. in the text that I sent. Oh, I was like, it's video game adjacent. I'm like, but it's not exactly based on the video We can't game. talk about tie-ins like Tron and say, no, well, can't talk about it. That's why it's an honorable <laughs> mention. Fred Savage, the wizard. <laughs> <laughs> honorable mention it's the uh, most blatant video game commercial uh turned into film ever so uh, i just wanted to right. just wanted to mention yeah. it get it out there uh and now i'm shutting myself down but before we move on to uh wrap up this episode uh threw something out to you guys we're curious to hear uh what your ideas are because um there are a lot of new 
video game movie adaptations being made. Uh, we mentioned Super Mario Brothers. That is now getting the um, animated treatment. It'll be coming out uh, either later this year or next year. I'm not sure when. Uh, also, obviously, we have a Uncharted film that is in the can starring uh, Spider-Man's own Tom Holland. We'll be seeing that later this year. Or actually, no, that's now been pushed to 2022 as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. And uh, curious to know what other uh, video game franchises that have not uh, made the jump to film yet that you'd like to see. Well, so this is this has been adapted, mm-hmm. but I think that it should there should be a film. Uh, they did Netflix did a Witcher TV series, yes. which was an amazing adaptation of yeah. The Witcher. It's so good. Henry Cavill is just like just just chef kiss. Uh, <laughs> this, this this performance of his, he's so good. And then from what I've heard, he's not going to be coming back to what? reprise the role. Yeah, uh, at, oh. at least not anytime soon. They're going to be doing a second season, and it's got nothing to do with him. Really? Uh, huh. Yeah, interesting. So what I would that. like, what I would, if this is true, I guess in my fantasy world, they would do a movie adaptation and bring him in and like kind of wrap up his story or at least continue his story a little mm. bit. I would. I, I mean, I think that, like I said, the TV show, if you haven't watched it, you should watch it. It's great. You don't have to be familiar with the games to enjoy it, but it helps. Uh, and do understand that they're messing with the chronology a little bit mm. when you're watching this show. Good. Uh, yeah. but it's so good. It's so good. And to see a movie, like, th- th- that would be fantastic. See, I, I had heard that, that with season two that they were going to basically go into um, series training at the uh, at the Kermoran, which is like the their school that they train witchers at, or at least his specific version of the the wolf uh-huh. school, yeah. um, and it was going to have uh, Jason Momoa was going to be in it. Ooh. Yes, that's what I heard. Yeah, yeah I heard so, that. Yeah, so I'm I'm curious why why he would not be reprising his role if they if that's well, it turns out he, he grew a mustache be uh, between uh, yeah. scenes, and uh, they'd have to pay too much to uh, remove his mustache. From the Witchers, <laughs> sadly, he will not be. That's a joke, Joe. You're free to laugh at that. <laughs> no, I'm, I was. I, I'm sorry. I was half paying attention to what you were saying because I was reading. I was trying to clarify what I saw about Henry Cavill. So he is going to be in the second season. Ah. He's uh, he's been injured on set though, <gasps> and had, oh, okay. had to exit. He had to exit production early. Oh no! So he could heal up. Oh, we're not oh, Superman. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah. That's too bad. Oh, wow. Well, uh, heal up, uh, Henry Cavill, so we can get a Witcher season two. I've not seen that yet. Uh, that may be the next uh, show that I jump into. It's, about that. It's you should great. check it out, man. It's yeah. really good. All right, Jay. Yeah. Let's move on to really you. Great. What about uh, movie uh, adaptations of uh, video game franchises that you'd like to see? So yeah, so I piped up in the in the in the text message on it. Um, my two that that immediately came to mind were the legend of Zelda series mm-hmm. and Metroid. Um, and I know that there was rumors, like a lot of rumors swirling around Netflix. Having Gee, they a, made a Metroid movie. It's called the alien. I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I was going to get to that. I mean, you could basically call the, the alien Metroid cause that's what the whole series was based off of. Yeah. Um, I think there's so much, especially with Zelda. I think there's so much, right lore that they can pull from to to not only make an original story and, and incorporate the characters and stuff but not necessarily have to try to feel like they need to rehash 
things that have happened in the game themselves. Like they could they could go off and do something original with it. Yeah, I think I like these. Uh, what we have nowadays, these limited series where uh, mm-hmm. you can just commit right up front. We're only going to be 10 episodes as a self-contained, basically a long movie that we're bringing yeah. into chapters. Uh, and that will really kind of help Zelda get around, well, which which world are we talking about? Which link is this? Well, we can have a different link. It'll be like a American Horror Story. We'll have a different cast, a uh, different link every season. Um, and uh, starting off with Joe Go Lev as my recast for Link. How about that? <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's Calling interesting. It right here. Yeah, I think he'd do it. He's, <laughs> he's already kind of elf-like, you know? He's he's 40, though. Yeah, but he looks 20. <laughs> That's why he's perfect. Not anymore. When's the last time you saw him? Yeah, he doesn't they, look 20 Do anymore. all sorts of things with computers nowadays. Anyway. I just like <laughs> but no, I'm right Have there. Have you seen the Irishman? <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you, Jay. Uh, I think a Legend of Zelda season, series, uh, or, or movie, rather, uh, would be a great idea. Although, I don't know how you do it, because Link is one of those characters who never speaks. So do you do you carry but that you in? Know, I, I've gotten into this with, with people, and I, I, I'm an argumentative person by nature. So <laughs> That's why I'm on the show. with people online about this. Um, I know Link literally doesn't talk in the games, but he does talk to the characters because when you when you make a selection on the on the menu to say you know to say whatever it is he's speaking that line to them because the characters react as if he speak as if he spoke that line to them that's a good point so i don't think that they would need to if they were going to do a movie or, or, a, or a show adaptation i don't think they would need somebody that just like doesn't talk yeah. throughout the whole movie so there's a movie called willie's wonderland starring nick cage and it's almost like five nights at freddy's but they couldn't get the rights oh, to five yeah. nights at freddy's he doesn't say a word in almost the entire movie. Oh, yeah? Wow. And, and I remember and, the soldier was like that, too. Yeah, soldier was like that, too, where Kurt Russell didn't really mm. say. He said two lines in the course of the whole movie. Yep. So I think that it's within the realm of reality that you could make a movie where your main character doesn't say anything. It's kind of yeah. like that 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 silent man with no name, like old Western kind of aspect to yeah. it, which would be kind of fun. Yeah. That would mm-hmm. work for Zelda. Mm-hmm. I think so as well. Uh, yeah, as long as we go kind of dark Zelda with it and not uh, Wind Waker cartoony dark. Oh, uh, God. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I, I like that. I think Metroid was on my list as well. I, I, yes, it is like Alien, but I think uh, there's enough variation we can do. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think mm-hmm. uh, Samus Aran, or Aran, or however it's pronounced, uh, yep. could, could be an interesting character to explore. Love to see that. Yep. Also, uh, on my list, I had Mega Man. I think Mega Man uh, would make a great live yeah. action uh franchise decartoonize d- d- it um actually i think they are making a film version of it uh they sure are. yeah i've seen that they're yeah they're working on something but i don't know but they've been working on it for years and i don't know that they're any closer to production but i, I saw um uh what is it alita battle angel that james cameron yeah, produced uh who directed that um robert rodriguez robert rodriguez directed film and i was like this kind of feels like what I would think a Mega Man film would feel like. It's realistic, but it's not. Uh, and there's all sorts of robotics, and people are enhancing their own bodies. And I could kind of see Mega Man, you know, and maybe you don't call it Mega Man. Uh, maybe you call it Rock Man. Who knows? You get the rock to play. Say, yeah, call it Rock Man. <laughs> so as, as of right now, mm-hmm. Netflix has acquired the film rights for Mega Man. Really? Interesting. Oh, wow. All right. Apparently, uh, it was part of 20, 20th Century Fox. And when Disney acquired 20th Century Fox, they canceled all plans to make it. Uh, and it looks like uh, April 7th, 2020, Peter Chernin signed his Chernin Entertainment to a non-exclusive first-look feature film 
producing deal with Netflix. Uh, yeah, but is yeah. that going to so be this, animated yeah, or is it going to be live in, action? Turn Entertainment has uh, has. Oh man, I don't know. Probably it's probably going to be animated. I don't See, know how you do Mega Man live action. Well, I mean, I, I think it could be done. Obviously, the design would be yeah. different. The feel of it would be different. A little more grounded in reality. Yeah, but... it, would, it wouldn't be necessarily like the chibi character type yeah. thing. But I, I think you could. I think you could definitely do something. Uh, something like that. Yeah, I would love to see it in like a Wreck It Ralph style, though, like a Mega Man movie in that Wreck It Ralph style. That would be. Yeah, cool. I, I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I kind of want like both. fully cartoon. You, you want... I, I kind of want both. I like the cartoon version. I like you know just taking the style of the video yeah. games, but then also if you break down what the the story is, it's this. Yeah. It's these two scientists uh, that are working on a on a robot, a humanoid robot. One of them goes mm-hmm. rogue, goes bad, and. Uh, there's all these other humanoid robots that turn on the one robot, uh, and he gets reprogrammed, and uh-huh. he's the good guy, and he's got to take out, he's got to save humanity from all these robots gone awry. I think he gets Stanley Tucci. So Age of to play- it's Age of Ultron. <laughs> okay, okay, sure, maybe. <laughs> With, without the superhero aspect. <laughs> I'm just saying, what you've described is Age of Ultron. <laughs> That's a good point. But Robert Downey Jr. and Mark Ruffalo create two robots. One goes evil, one goes good. It's a good, it's a good point. <laughs> actually, actually, that's good casting. What if you got um, who does the voice of Ultron? He could be Doctor uh, Wiley. Oh, James Spader. James, James Spader is Doctor Wiley. Stanley Tucci is Doctor Light. Guys, are you watching his show on CNN? Who is Stanley Tucci? Is uh, finding Italy show? N- no. Mm. Did he find no. it? Okay, never mind. Never mind. Yeah, he did. <laughs> there you go. Good Show's news. over. Spoiler alert. He found it. <laughs> it's still around. It's a reverse. We call it a reverse Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I thought that was a sex move. It is. <laughs> All right. Well, when we start making sex jokes, uh, you know we're near the end of the episode. So let's go ahead and wrap this up. This has been a great. Uh, recollection of um, hey, no, really oh, quick. Jesus what's fucking a, Christ! Just a, a, no, <laughs> a really quick around the table. What's your favorite one? Uh, I gotta go. Rampage. I really enjoyed Rampage. Jay, favorite movie based on a video game? Yeah. Uh, it would it would have to be either yeah, either Rampage or Sonic the Hedgehog. I would oh. think. So I think the best are Sonic or Rampage. My favorite is DOA. I love Dead or Alive. Yeah. I love that movie. It's super fun. Yeah. All right. See, that's it. Go ahead, Joel. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. There's our uh, movie adaptation of video games. Someday we will do a, uh, a reverse a uh, reverse Columbus, as Joe likes to call it, (laughs) of uh, video games that have been adapted from movies, so stay tuned for that episode, but that is not what we're doing next week. Uh, What we are doing next week, though, uh, is we're going to take a little trip back uh, to the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, and today, because uh, arcades is the topic. Uh, They they came around big in, in the late 70s and early 80s, uh, kind of had a resurgence in the early 90s, died off again, and now there are any number of uh, retro arcades that have popped up in, in uh, large cities across America and the world. So <laughs> stick around for that next week. Who knows who will be on, but uh, I'll for sure be there to talk about uh, memories and video arcades. Uh, for now, uh, guys, if you want to go uh, share with us what your favorite uh, movie adaptation to video games are, you can do that on our Facebook page, again, 16-Bit Gladiators, uh, or on Twitter. You can tweet me at 16-Bit Gladiators, uh, or if you want to find all those links, go to our website at 16bitgladiators.com. All right. Um, anybody else have anything to add? Joe, you have any plugs? Uh, well, I did the the first, uh, I guess, inaugural stream. Oh, that's right. The- 
I watched it. Ocarina of Time. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to try to, I think, try to make that a, an every Sunday deal. Do one, uh, do some more of that. Um, it'll either be on the 16 bit gladiators or it'll be on, on my own and just like hosted on 16 bit gladiators. But yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much all I got going on. Right nice. Now. Yeah. Cool. I, I saw you were doing that. And I've it's, yet, fun. it's fun watching them. I've yet to watch it. I've, I've really been wanting to revisit that game. And I think that's, uh, I'm going to whip my appetite by watching you. Now you're playing the 3ds version, uh, through emulation. I'm playing Yeah. 3ds version. That's the way to do it, man. That's the best version. I really wish they would, uh, come out with a, a, uh, a remastered Switch version this year, so uh, maybe we will. I'm hoping so. We'll I'm talk really about that. So. Talk about that on our Legend of Zelda episode coming up soon yes. on the 16th. I want to. I want to get on. I want to get on Discord with you while you're doing it, so I can help you out with the characters. <laughs> Please do. Please Jay do. reads the text for all the characters as yeah. they're like speaking and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And at, at some point, I'm like, he needs to start doing a girly voice when, when he's doing stuff for Zelda. I, like, I, I oh, said well, that. In better, the... I need to like. I need to get on with him so we could just do the dialogue back and forth. <laughs> yeah. In the first uh, part of the episode or oh, did you? the stream. Yeah, I said oh. uh, I, I went. Uh, you know, for for anybody not familiar with me, I don't do voices. I'll try to read with some like some inflection to give them some characterization, but I don't do voices. Uh-huh. But some of the other people on our on our podcast will probably do mm, voices. Yeah. Were, Dibs on Navi. Hell yeah! <laughs> hey, listen, <laughs> watch out. I'm just going to plug the latest episode of the Geek Roundtable podcast. Mm. I guested with them. Uh, the latest episode talking about our favorite superhero. Um, before that, we talked about you know the MCU. I was been on like the last four episodes of the show, and it's so funny because basically we record like on Sunday. We'll record two episodes in a row, and then they do like one episode a month mm-hmm. that they release. And so I'll be like, "Oh man, it's been forever." They've got to have like they had to have released all these episodes by now. And it's like, "Oh no, they just released the last one." <laughs> so yeah, the, the the latest one uh, we talked about our favorite superheroes. And I believe I'm gonna have a couple uh, a couple new ones coming up uh, in the next couple of months. Nice! Uh, I can't wait to hear. Excellent. Uh, yeah, Excellent. I, I heard your uh, your what was it favorite Marvel movie episode? Yeah, and uh, yeah. yeah, very entertaining. You were the highlight, uh, of course. What, as you, you don't are... have to stroke my ego. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just telling it like it is, Joe. Telling it like it is. Thank you again, Joe, for joining us. Great hearing all your uh, movie adaptation opinions. Uh, Jay, once again, thank you for joining us. Thank you, uh, and we will Always see you. We'll see you all next week, where we're talking arcades right here on the 16-bit Gladiators. Nailing this, <laughs> nailing it. God damn it! <laughs> Bye, guys. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we gonna do now? You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.